You're now listening to The Call Up Podcast, streaming on all major podcast platforms and on YouTube. And now, here's your host, Kenny. What is going on? It is Wednesday. It's your boy, Kenny. This is the Call Up Podcast, and we're back with another edition here, talking a little bit of news, talking some rumors, uh, giving you updates on what has been going on in the wrestling world. Um, just getting back here. Have to flip this over. I was on going live on Instagram as well. Uh, but thank you for st- for coming on and uh, checking out the show for a little bit for those of you who are actually sitting here and listening to this right now or watching this live on YouTube right now. Um, getting into a little bit of rumors today. Uh, you have Kevin Owens rumors. You have uh, Mick Foley uh, coming out right now and just uh, publicly stating what he, his frustrations are with WWE as as many people who have been uh, frustrated with WWE as of late. Uh, we're going to get into a little bit of AEW news as far as like getting into All Out. Uh, I was there over the weekend to see um, All Out in person and just get that vibe of other AEW fans and what their feel for the pay-per-view or the weekend um, and all was. I have to imagine that it was a, a great weekend um, for pro wrestling and stuff with having debuts from Daniel Bryan and Adam Cole and Ruby Soho. Um, tonight we have um, Dynamite, and I haven't been excited for uh, to watch a show Um as much as I right now that I am for um, Dynamite, because just to see exactly like what's going to happen, I know that um, CM Punk is going to be he's going to talk today. He's going to he's going to address the crowd as well. And um, so is Daniel Bryan. And obviously, Adam Cole is most likely with uh, Kenny Omega is going to come out and speak a little bit himself. Uh, Tyson's in the house. He's looking here on uh, Instagram right now. But I'm also live on Facebook right now, if you guys want to tune in on Facebook right now, I just wanted to go live on Instagram just to let everybody know that where they can catch the show. Um, the show has been growing the last couple of weeks and I have to thank everybody who's actually supported the show and helped me build, um, you know, the confidence enough to just sit here, um, at times where I'm like just yapping to myself, letting people know, um, about just what goes through my head each and every week. Um, you know, shout outs to uh, the running podcast who helped me out on a daily basis, Tom and uh, DJ Mike and um, Phil, who always are there to uh, give me a quick kick in the ass whenever I need it. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're definitely getting ready for a dynamite tonight. Like I said, I'm going to switch over here for people who are looking at the screen right now and see what we're going to get into. So we got Daniel Bryan addressing the AEW crowd tonight. We have CM Punk coming back to let us know how he's feeling throughout his match tonight. We're going to have um, women action. We have Ruby Soho taking on uh, Jamie Hager here. And my man Carlos is in the house right now, live on Facebook, saying hi to everybody. What is going on, my friend, sitting here right now, going over a little bit of AEW news. And now Tyson's over here on Facebook letting everybody know. So it's actually working of me saying to myself, let me go on Instagram and let people know that I am live on YouTube right now. And if you're looking at this right now through Instagram, by all means, head on over to the link in my bio on Instagram and follow along with us here on uh, YouTube right now. Um, We have Dustin Rhodes going up against Malachi Black. And we're going to have the powerhouse Hobbs taking on Danny Martinez. I mean, this right here, this this card right now is stacked. Um, There's going to be so much action going on um, tonight. But I want to get into a little bit of the AEW, not AEW news, but at least um, NXT news. Last night, we saw the end of the black and gold brand for um, NXT. And we're going to move into a whole new um, era in NXT as, quote unquote, as they're saying. Um, 
a lot of people are not happy with it. Fans are wondering what's going on. They're giving you a brand new logo, uh, a brand new color. I don't really think that it needed to be um, changed in any way. You know, everybody loved the black and gold brand, but you can tell the frustration on a lot of the talent. A lot of them are leaving. A lot of them are getting um, released for no apparent reason at all. And then we're getting news that Vince McMahon and um, Bruce Pritchard are going to be taking over the black and gold brand. And we're kind of wondering exactly like what they're going to be doing. Cause a lot of people speculate that triple H is not no longer going to be taking over um, NXT, but uh, we did get reports that that Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard will be taking over the top talent of NXT, meaning like Tommaso Ciampa, um, Johnny Gargano, the NXT um, champion, Samoa Joe, um, Raquel Gonzalez, and um, other top talent, while Triple H and Shawn Michaels will still be handling the lower talent, meaning like the newer people that are coming in and whoever else is there as far as like mid-card when it comes to um, NXT, but not too many people are happy with this because there's so many changes going on. And Mick Foley, I don't know if anybody saw it. I mean, he's been making the rounds where he went to his personal Facebook page and he let his out his frustrations um, saying that, you know, WWE is, is in trouble at this point. They're kind of like sinking as far as like wondering, like what is going to happen with this? Uh, people are leaving. Uh, people are, necessarily scared as far as like they just don't know what wwe has um in store for them and mick foley was one of the advocates that said like hey like you guys need to sit there and really focus and worry because you have you know a company like AEW coming in and they're pretty much taking over at this point and i know for a lot of us we were saying to ourselves like what exactly is nxt um gonna do and look what they're doing. They're building such a huge roster that you just don't know um, what they're going to do next. Tony Khan, you know, we used to make fun of him all the time, saying that he was like the ultimate fanboy. But this fanboy is showing people what he can do. And I'm, I'm assuming that he's, you know, thinking like, OK, I need to make sure that I don't end up like ECW, WCW and other companies that try to go up against um WWE at the time or WWF and failed. And, you know, with the roster and the legends that they have in their, um, in their arsenal right now, I don't see them changing at all. I don't see them failing. I see them just continue to grow. And now there's reports that Kevin Owens at the end of the year is going to leave. And man, that's just going to hurt them even more because Kevin Owens is such a loyal guy you know, to the WWE and to Vince McMahon that to lose that is just the same way like losing Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan on Sunday said that, you know, he loved working for WWE, but he needed more. Uh, WWE was holding him back way too much. Vince McMahon was trying to, um, you know, baby him way too much. And these are the things that was frustrating a lot of people, um, you know, throughout the, throughout the course of time. And, I'm being joined right now because I had a friend of mine. Hey, yo, yo. So is in the house. What's going on, brother? Running fashionably late. You know how New York people are. We <laughs> we tend to uh, get here on time, but we end up we, we being like five to ten minutes late. It's New yeah. York time. That's what that's what we do here. <laughs> uh, man, what's going on, brother? Chilling, man. Just chilling, chilling, chilling. Have uh, had people come see the house and uh-huh. they wanted to take their sweet ass time and shit. So you know. I, I, I wanted to be here at seven, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man, that's cool. I was just going over, just giving out my thoughts on um, NXT and just like the things that are going on with them nowadays where you see, you know, a lot of talent leaving uh, the company. Either they're getting let go or they're letting their contracts just, uh, you know, go up and then they just kind of just wander off and then they end up being like Adam Cole where they, they uh, they end up on TV or in a pay per view the very next night. Yeah, it, it, it's crazy because like Mick Foley said in his video on uh, Facebook, mm-hmm. it's like he doesn't even know if he would come here as a if he was a rookie nowadays. It, it's it's almost feeling like WWE's a joke now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because uh, you know I put up a picture of Adam Cole here for people who are um, you know who are watching this. Um, 
you know, th- this is a guy who said that he's been wanting to be in WWE since he was nine. Um, obviously, he accomplished a couple of things that he wanted to do here in the company. Um, but now it was time for him to move on. And but to me, I feel like, you know, one of the things that he said that really made him want to go to AEW was the fans. You know, um, I remember when, you know, when WWE was here for WrestleMania uh, a couple of years ago and I got to speak to Adam Cole, that was one of the things that he told me that he loved about like TakeOver um, were the fans that will come to the shows. And you don't really see that anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't help with COVID, but even with the the fans coming back, like I was mentioning on um, my show that I noticed that like on SummerSlam, a lot of people were there to see Goldberg and Cena. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't showing a lot of love to Adam Priest or the the Viking Raiders or any like they gave a lot of love to Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair and you know, of course, Becky Lynch and all that. But a lot of these guys that people should know because they're regular watchers, they weren't getting a lot of love in that crowd. No, and it, and it's crazy to me when these guys go like, you know, out of their way to entertain, but they're being held back like. Basically, like the way I got from the the conversations that they were having or they were just giving out to like the media that night was like the things that they wanted to do, they couldn't do. So they were kind of held back. So that's why like the fans are not really into it the way they wanted it to be. Yeah. And, and you know, and it definitely it definitely shows because like if you look at past NXT um, takeovers or even um, shows like it's not the same feel that it was before. It, it, it isn't because I, I used to I'm not going to lie to you. I wasn't a regular weekly watcher of NXT. Mm-hmm. But when the takeovers when the takeovers came on, I knew there was going to be some magic. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and not like that. The, the takeovers now aren't magic. But back in the day, you know, it was like you didn't need to watch NXT to watch the takeover. Because the way that they the production of the whole thing, the mm-hmm. way the matches went, the way they told the stories during the matches, it was it was phenomenal. Now it's becoming like wwe light or like raw light or something you know yeah yeah, exactly like you can definitely tell like there's uh, a shift in it and because before like these guys used to go all out like they were trying to get signed to wwe at, at one point because like the highlight of any weekend when wwe had had big pay-per-views was nxt and now it kind of just like fell to the wayside a little bit, especially now with they're doing like tapings and now with this new switch coming next week where we really don't even know, um, you know, what to expect. Yeah, that's true. How do you feel about that logo? You know what? I don't like the logo at all because it's just like, I know people make fun of it. Everybody had like their memes and they said it looks like in living color. It looks like uh, something out of Nickelodeon. People put music to it, you know, and it kind of fit. Not, not, I'm not even going to front. Like it actually fits sometimes like with Nickelodeon stuff that the way they did it. Um, but I'm not, I guess, I, I guess it has to grow on me a little bit, you know, because I'm so used to um, the black and gold brand of NXT. You know, yeah. so I don't know. You know, Tuesday is going to come next week. We're going to end up sitting here watching um, NXT and see what, what they bring to the table with this one. Like they have the talent that's there for the most part, whoever's left. Um, and now it's just kind of wondering, like, what are they going to do? How, how are they going to structure this? You know? No, I hear you, bro. And that's the craziest thing. It's like. We sit here and talk about how AEW's winning with All Out and the way they do their wrestling on uh, Dynamite and Rampage and all that. But the WWE has mega talent mm-hmm. in NXT, in Raw, in SmackDown. It's just for some reason they're not using them to their full potential. And I and I, you know what? And I just don't get it. Like, what's the point? Like, you guys have, like the top tier of talent in WWE that you can like build phenomenal matches with you know you have edge you have um seth rollins you have roman reigns you have tommaso Ciampa, you have johnny gargano i mean the list goes on but it just feels like you're you either you don't know how to use them correctly or you are afraid that these people are going to be bigger than what you want them to be yeah 
Because it, it almost seems like um, where NXT wants everyone to grow. It's almost like an attitude era type feel where they, they want to mm-hmm. give everybody a shot, swing and swim. Yep. Where WWE is like, we want this one specific guy to grow at this specific time. So if anybody comes out of order with, you know, fame and popularity and all that, we got to dumb it down. Like Zack Ryder back in the day. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to dumb it down. Yeah, Zach, I mean, Zack Ryder had a, a, a really big um following and then he just started to like to die down and they just started putting you know little roadblocks um in his way and i know we joked about it before but like definitely one of those roadblocks was uh was john cena you know because you you know you put a guy like john cena who's like the face of the company and then you put him with somebody like zach Ryder who's trying to get over and yeah you know john cena tried to help him as much as he can but come on now the fans gravitated towards you know, John more than they did Zach, and that kind yeah. of just like lowered his his stuff to you know to the way he wanted it. No, yeah, for real. And also, the, the thing is that since he organically became popular through YouTube and outside of the WWE, it's almost like they said, "Okay, you're popular, but so let's put you in here and let's make you, you know, popular this way." And you never got to see Zach Ryder be him you know like mm-hmm. he he never once was able to show why he was popular outside of the wwe and his youtube channel mm-hmm. it was almost like all right take your popularity and let's do this it's like hold up you know i'm popular outside but let me get popular in here first because there's a lot of people i was i wasn't one of them that watched his youtube channel right. but i i you know i saw a wave of his popularity grow when he was wrestling so let him attach to the crowd that doesn't watch his youtube channel grow you know what I'm saying? And then right. you can throw something in there with John Cena. You have two independent talents being who they are. You know what no, I'm saying? You, you know, you're absolutely right. Because look at the way, look at how much he's grown now, um, you know, as an entertainer and, a, and as an athlete. The things that he's doing with GCW, the stuff that he did with um, Impact that he's doing now and the little run that he did on, uh, on AEW, like this guy marketed himself to be very popular like if he wasn't popular they like he would they wouldn't have you know 2000 members in the major figure podcast even though that we all love wrestling figures like there has to be a purpose to why we're there you know there has to be a purpose as to why he's getting booked for all these shows and the the things that he's doing now are things that wwe should let him do you know back then and you see and you see it with a lot of talent that left WWE Malachi Black is another person who's like thriving in AEW right now. And these oh, yeah. are the things that he wanted to do in WWE. Um, Buddy Murphy is another one. He's been throwing out these videos of, you know, things that he wanted to do in WWE that he's doing now. And everybody's just is drawn to it. And not just because he left WWE or he got fired. It's because he like this man, like he did an interview with Chris Van Bleek and he was just going over every storyline that he wanted to do. And it just made me want more, you know, yeah. and then they just shut it down. And you're like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> It's crazy, bro. And, and you know, the thing is, is, like, like you said, there has to be some a reason for us, to, you know, to, to enjoy wrestling. You know, we, as wrestling fans, we're not just going to run and watch wrestling. If it sucks, it sucks. If mm-hmm. a person doesn't get over, he doesn't get over. Exactly. So, so Malachi Black isn't really a different character than he was in WWE. Nope. They're just allowing him to be him in AEW. Exactly. It's not just like the watered down version of what they wanted. Like they're giving him the opportunity. And that's one thing that I have to give it up for Tony Khan. It's just like um, he said in numerous times, I know other fans will be like, well, you know, they get probably get creative control on things. And he said, no, like I listen to their suggestions and then I, I try to fit it in as best as I can. And then my vision goes out there, yes. you know, and that's one of the things like he sees it as like he knows, like, OK, I'm a fan just like everybody else. And I and I really got to see that over the weekend when I went over there, like he came out um, for Rampage. And before Rampage even started, he came out and he said, you know, he thanked the fans for being here. He thanked the people who came out of town to, you know, to show up. And I thought that was really great. Like. And he stood all the way to the end and came right back out again and just thanked the people even more, you know? Just so, all right, this was this your first uh, AEW event that you went to? Yeah, yeah, this was my, this was like my very first one, you know, 
I was originally supposed to only go to um, the one in Queens, the one that we're going to in two weeks. Uh, But then I had the opportunity to go to Chicago. So I said, you know what? I'm going to take the I got the opportunity. Why not? Uh, Let me go. And let me tell you something. For the first time being um, in an AEW show, I was entertained the whole entire night. And and they were and they were taping AEW Dark for two hours, okay. And I was entertained. That's dope. So, how what's the difference between the WWE event and the AEW event? So, so normally, so I've I've been to like Raw tapings where they you know they do Raw and they they'll tape like superstars um, beforehand. And to me, I just feel like one it was it really is what they were talking about. It is the crowd that gets you excited. And one of the things that, that I seen was um, that they had earlier, which they showed yesterday on Monday was on AEW dark was uh sky blue versus uh, red velvet. So normally they only show the entrance for the top talent that comes in. Whoever is a part of like really a part of AEW, um, that lower person pretty much will go and come in through the ring with the ref. That's how I seen each talent come in, right? So when the girl came out, the Sky Blue came out with the ref. She, first, I think, one she's uh, she's an, a Chicago native, so everybody knew who she was, right? Um, once she came out, that crowd went crazy for her, and they kept on going crazy for her. So, like, mind you, now they're taping this, right? They're not gonna drown out the noise. That I don't think so. Um, and through the whole time, you would think that the crowd would go for Red Velvet and everybody was going for Sky Blue. Oh, wow. Is that why he put her in the 21? Yep. That's why she wow. made it to the uh, Casino Battle Royal because the crowd was just, as soon as she, as soon as the guy, like, they announced her, it was like Sky Blue. And I, like maybe like four people was like Sky Blue. They were chanting her name. And all of a sudden, the whole entire arena started, started uh, chanting Sky Blue. I, I'm. I'm going to like just throw this on a limb that they're going to end up signing her and you're going to see a lot more. I mean, obviously we've seen more of her through the pandemic. She was a part of um, AEW in, um, in Jacksonville, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that you're going to end up seeing more of her now uh, going in. Okay, she did pretty good in the, that, uh, the battle Royal. Oh yeah. I had to look her up because I really didn't know um, who she was. And then, uh, when I went back to my room, I had looked her up and I was just like, OK, she's done a couple of, you know, AEW elevations and um, and dark matches for uh, for AEW. And she's, you know, very popular in the Chicago scene. Um, so no wonder that she was so over, you know, yeah. over the weekend. And then, you know, obviously they had like all their other talent come out like um, the acclaimed. Um, you had Dark Order. Um, and these these are all like talent that every from. From beginning to end, um, the crowd was hype, you know, and then they had Rampage and everybody got crazy and everybody wanted to see CM Punk and, um, you know, Chris Jericho. And then right when they right when we think that it was over, Tony Khan comes out and says, hey, we're going to tape two additional matches. And one of these matches was long because it had was like a three, four finish type match type of thing, you know. Uh, it was called Three Strikes. It was between uh, Dai Conti and um, oh my, Big Swole. Okay. So these two like have like their big storyline that they're going back and forth with each other. And they closed out the show. And then you had Jurassic, you had uh, Luchasaurus um, come out and wrestle as well. So you, we're already coming close to midnight. And the crowd was still going crazy. Wow. You don't now, get that in a no WWE you event. no you wouldn't because guess what if it's SmackDown if you don't have people taping in the beginning you're not gonna have a lot of people and then by the end unless it's like a dark match that everybody wants to see like Roman Reigns versus John Cena or something like that like they're not gonna stick around to watch 205 Live like they're just gonna leave but these people in this whole entire arena stood there to watch these two matches you know. And they didn't even know that CM Punk was coming out at the end to say bye. Damn. Yo, that actually feels like a wrestling environment, bro. Yeah, it was. You know, and then I got to go to the tailgate on 
Sunday. And that was even something that I haven't experienced in such a long time since like the time that I went to mania where like all the fans came together. Like literally I came in and I was, just, I felt, you know, you go to like when somebody like your mom tells you like, Hey, we're going to go to this place, but just don't come empty handed. Go get something to bring with you. Yeah. But thing, like I literally was like, I got to go get something. Let me, and the guy who was throwing the uh, the party, one of the parties that I went to, he was just like, I don't want your money. I just want you to have a good time. We're all wrestling fans. And it's all about the experience. And I was just like, wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> I haven't felt that way in such a long time. And it felt great. And it just happened to be at an AEW show, you know, like. Hopefully, you know, when like when Survivor Series comes to New York, maybe we can get something going as far as like WWE. But, you know, um, but I am praising AEW for their whole entire weekend because they had a phenomenal weekend. But there was some lows, though, about the weekend that I just was like, "Eh, okay, I'm not too happy with this. So So, what happened, man? Let me know. All right. So I went to AEW for their bigger events. Um, when they were in Vegas, they did Fan Fest. So they, they, so they decided to do it again, right, in Chicago. It was two days. It was Friday, Saturday. Um, I happened to go to the Saturday event because I said, okay, because they said there was going to be uh, maybe a lot more stuff going on. So I picked the Saturday event. Um, I was not happy with what I seen um, at the event. So basically, like, it, it felt like they just stuck you in a room and said, Okay, here it is. This is it. They had like a little concession stand to like go get, you know, t-shirts and wrestling toys and stuff like that. And then they had like the talent on like another side of it. And then they maybe they like they put like a chair with some pictures and stuff like that in the middle. Like for sixty dollars, it was not worth it like you literally like i thought because it was going to be so much money that i said okay they're going to have a lot of stuff especially that they advertised it you know they said we're going to have shows we're going to have live stuff and i'm just like okay great 60 bucks hey i'm going to get my money's worth and then they hit you with the fine print afterwards they're like hey if you want to get autographs from certain people you have to pay extra money here's a list of all the people that's going to come that day and their times and how much you need to pay Oh, by the way, you cannot bring any of your wrestling figures to the event because they will not sign them. And then I wondered why. I'm like, well, why would they do that? Of course, because they're selling all the wrestling figures in the stands that are already signed and they were going for 100 to 200 bucks. Jesus Christ. For a figure with their signature? Yes. Dang. That, that's crazy. I paid 80, 88 bucks for that picture right there with Hogan. But you know, now imagine they were going. They were, they had a Chris Jericho figure there that was signed for two hundred dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's the same face I made. Like, and all you're getting is the figure. That's it. Like, I can understand if you pay two hundred dollars to get in and you got a, uh-huh. a a picture with Jericho, the, uh-huh. the the figure with the signature, and a chance to talk to him for like a minute or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then I get it. But you're literally you're just buying a figure, like. I was like, I looked around and I remember I, I looked around and I was just like, yo, this is it for for 60 bucks. This is all I'm getting. And I was like, I like called a friend of mine that I knew he was in. The, he was around the area. And I'm like, yo, where are you? He's telling me, he's like, oh, I'm in line. And I go to him and I was like, yo, this is what 60 bucks is going to get you. And he was just like, yo, I'm so disappointed. I called my wife and I sent her video of um of the of the place. And I was just like, this, this is it. And she was just like, this is all that they, uh, that they gave you. And I was like, yeah. So I have like video here. If people who are, who are watching this, I'll just, I don't really, they're not going to have any, uh, audio on this. I can get this thing to, so I literally was just like, this was everything that's there. So the stuff that you see here was everything that they had. And those pictures were for sale? Yeah, those pictures were for sale. So you see everybody like crowded around looking for um Damn. looking at talent and that that was pretty much it for the most part. Like that video was literally like the, the amount of time that I actually spent 
And that was the concession that see or that whole big space. You see that whole big space there? Yeah. That's all that they had. They didn't have anything else. They didn't even fill up the space that they had there. It was just like, okay, well, you know, hey. take what you take what you can. If not, then you know, go f yourself. Yeah. No, um, thank you. Sixty bucks. <laughs> Yo, for real. <laughs> bye bye. Come again. Mm-hmm. But they imagine they would have had a ring in there, like yo, thirty bucks. You go in the ring for two minutes, run the ropes. But I thought that they were gonna have a ring, and they didn't because they said that they were gonna have live shows. What their show was was that they had a stage, and they were telling you about like the AEW game that's coming out later on this later on next year, and um, some of their um, mobile games. Um, a lot of the things that they're gonna go um, through as far as like development wise as far as like you know like talent and stuff like that and that was that was pretty much it like i literally stood there for maybe like 25 minutes um called my wife and i said hey i'm i'm, I'm going back to my room when i got something to eat and i just waited for the gcw show um later on that night yeah well i mean they made up for they had to have made up for during the paper you you saw that you was live in the pay-per-view right yeah so i went to i went to all out um i had went to um a sweet level where i got to like see everything and like i said from beginning to end they this crowd was insane and you know what was funny about it is is like i i like i'm a big wrestling fan and there were there was a period in time where like um i didn't watch wrestling for a while so like i kind of missed the whole cm punk era yeah. so good you know good thing when we had the WWE network i got to like you know catch up and, and and see a couple of those things but to like to see him live and to see him wrestle and to see him um just the way the crowd reacted was i i haven't seen that since cena returning to madison square garden i can see that yeah you know um the the crowd ate ate it up you know it was like when the Lucha Bros came out and they had the whole, you know, gimmick and they had the rap going on. Everybody was off their feet. And there was nobody sitting at all unless you was in a wheelchair. Everybody was standing up. Everybody was invested in every single match, even, except for the Paul, uh, Paul White and QT Marshall. <laughs> That's when everybody went to the bathroom. Like yeah. I've never seen people flock that fast to go to the bathroom. Until they saw fucking QT Marshall come out, and it was like, <laughs> "Oh, time to go to the bathroom. I gotta go hurry because those concession stands was like packed." Oh yeah. But um, but I, I was like, cause, yeah, because at one point I went to the bathroom during the uh, Chris Jericho and MJF match, and there was nobody in the hallways, and that was crazy to me. I was like, normally you would see like people waiting to get food or trying to get T-shirts. Nobody. It was just the workers and maybe like two or three people. Damn. That was it. Everybody sat in that in, in those chairs and waited until each match was over and gave them their 100% best. Yeah, but I, you know what? They deserved it, though. Uh-huh. I, I'm not going to lie. Sitting at home watching it, that Lucha Brothers entrance had me hype. Yep. I'm sitting in the couch like, hold on, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm getting hyped. Like, I want to fight somebody right now. Like, I'm getting hype. <laughs> yeah, I was like, man. And, like, you know, obviously, you know, with um, the Young Bucks, like, they – they know how to put on a match and they have been going back and forth with the Lucha Bros for, for, you know, for months and years through different promotions. And they know how to put on a freaking, a, a tag match and they, they and they did their thing on Sunday. Yeah, they did. I'm not gonna lie. That, that has to be one of the best cage matches I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the women's battle Royal was, was great. I, I think that WWE should definitely like look into, um, the way that they did this because it was so short. You know, we have like the the women's Royal Rumble where like everybody has to have like this really long um, entrance. You know, uh, well with AEW, like they did it five at a time. Yeah, and but they still gave each girl love. Like they still played like maybe like a snippet of their video of their song and why they ran down to the ring, but they did it like five at a time, which was great. And it shortened the match. I think the match only lasted maybe like 16 minutes from bell to bell, you know? And obviously everybody was waiting to the end for the, uh, for the Joker card. And, you know, the guy next to me, he was just like, Oh, who do you think it is? And I was like, it has to be Ruby Soho. Like her promos have been, you know, 
inkling either she's going to come to Queens or she's going to be at All Out. You know, and obviously we got her at uh, at All Out and you can tell like the expression on her face that she was so happy to be there that she probably wanted to cry a little bit. And she did mention that in the uh, in the media scramble that they had after the pay-per-view that, you know, she was really emotional, you know, coming out and she had to like pull herself together and, you know, get in the ring and, and do her thing. And I know a lot of people was just saying like, oh, but what about um, Thunder Rosa? You know, like she should have won. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I thought maybe Thunder Rosa was going to win this. But, man, that matchup between, you know, Ruby and uh, and Britt, it's going to be something. Oh, yeah. Thunder Rosa was my pick, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, something to hear that, that she was so emotional and she had to pull herself together. Like, I appreciate that because as excited we are as fans to feel that same emotion from the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's priceless because it's it's a connection. Yeah, definitely. You know, and it, like that's why one of my favorite wrestlers is Sasha Banks because you can feel that when she wrestles. Mm-hmm. And, and be, her and Bianca Belair at WrestleMania when they just stood there and took in the moment, it was like we were connected. You know, mm-hmm. it's like you are a fan and you appreciate why we love you guys in this ring right now. You know, so it's almost like we're being heard. Exactly. Yeah. And I think and I think more now, like AEW is starting to listen to more of their fans when they're bringing in um, more female talent that's going to help elevate their uh, their 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 roster. Because before, like AEW's women's roster was like the lowest in the totem pole as far as like any type of competition, you know, in yes. in the wrestling business. And that was like going from like WWE NXT Impact NWA, which doesn't really have too many women, to like, okay, now we're talking about AEW. But the crazy thing is, though, they still got more respect than the Divas did in WWE. Mm-hmm. They still got their time to wrestle, no matter how the match went. Yep. They still told the story, and they did their best to, to live out the storyline in the ring. Exactly. It wasn't a joke to them. Yep. Yeah. And like for me, like, uh, you know, looking at the the match, like I, at the end of the night, I, you know, like you, you get really tired. And uh, Kenny Omega and uh, Christian Cage matches was, was really good because they kept you upbeat, you know. And then at the end, like you kind of you, you had Kenny Omega coming out with his uh, with his promo and, and saying stuff like, you know, I'm the best in the world and stuff like that. And I, I legitimately thought it was like if it wasn't Adam Cole that uh they came out i said to myself like it has to be cm punk that's maybe gonna come out you know later on and um they like shocked the crowd and maybe we'll have like a cm punk kenny omega uh feud but then obviously we got adam cole which this is my like uh, people who are watching the the show right now um this was my view from the from where i was sitting when like and like this place i wish i can play the audio but this place went bananas. Oh, yeah. Like, I only heard the first two lines of the song, and then that was it. You didn't hear anything else. <laughs> it was because, a surprise. Yeah, because everybody was just going crazy for Adam Cole to come out. I was expecting Daniel Bryan. I'm not going to lie. It was like, they're right. taking so long. It was like, somebody's coming out. It's got to be uh-huh. Daniel Bryan. And and then the- he- no, no, go. When he popped out, mm-hmm. like my brother was half asleep because you know he works doubles and all that, so uh-huh. he, to stay up that late for him sometimes is hard. So he's like half asleep at this point, and I hear I see him come. I was like Adam Cole, and he just woke up. He's like, "What?" <laughs> like he looked at the scene. <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> it was a surprise, bro. It was a really big yeah, surprise to see I, him come out. Listen, when he came out, because like from the you know when you're looking at it on TV, you don't see a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. So when you look at it and you see the cameraman pointing up, everybody says someone's coming out, you know, and then everybody who like watches like being the elite, they know like the little punchlines and their little like jabs and hint, egg, you know, like Easter egg hints that they give. And they were saying that like, oh, when he was just like, you know, either they're retired or they're dead. And then everyone was like, oh, my God, he just said that they're dead. He was like, it has to be Adam Cole. And I was like, what? And then sure enough, 
here comes Adam Cole. And I was just like, holy shit. So How anybody did he get that? Yeah, uh, I don't know. So, you know, anybody who's like watching this right now, by all means, go on the uh, go on my Instagram and just check it out. You'll see the full video on there. And then like that crowd just went nuts. You know, everybody's just talking and they're wondering what, you know, and then he, he ends up joining the elite and then, you know, they start beating everybody up again and he starts talking. And then all of a sudden, again, you look at the crowd and you, you look at the cameraman because I was following the cameraman on that one. And then sure enough, <laughs> you know, people who are watching this right now, you see Daniel Bryan comes out. And again, let me tell you something. Again, the same way with Adam Cole, the only thing you heard was the beginning part of Daniel Bryan's music. Um, and that's it. The whole entire arena was just chanting, yes, yes, yes. I was surprised that they used that song. Well, you know, WWE doesn't own the rights to the song. Oh, okay. So they had to, they could use a little bit of it, which which was great because I kind of felt like, okay, like you use a snippet of the of the song. You didn't use the, they didn't use the whole thing. So they yeah. kind of give them an upbeat you know, tone to it and stuff like that, which was great. It's definitely a better song. We got Ashley, the super fan in the house right now. She's saying, hey, guys, how are you? I said, I'm great, Ashley. How are you? Thank you for stopping by and checking out the show. Um, But, yeah, I was like, man. And I felt like the guy you know, that I had on last week, Frank, when he was talking about, you know, how he was with, uh, with CM Punk. Like, to see Daniel Bryan, like, I was really hyped to see um, Adam Cole. But when Daniel Bryan came out, I'm not going to lie, and people are probably going to re- hear this later on and be like, he cried. I didn't cry, but I had a tear in my eye. Oh, yeah. But it was like, uh, it was more of a tear of like excitement, you know, and I haven't felt that way in like such a long time, you know, since, oh my God, like maybe since The Undertaker coming back at a pay per view, yeah. you know, that I was just like, you know, like, oh, my God, he's here. You know, when Roman Reigns came back, I was happy to see him come back. But I wasn't that excited like the way I was on Sunday to see, like, Daniel Bryan show up. Or kind of like when Sting made his return to Survivor Series. Exactly. That was, you know? that was like, almost inspirational. Exactly. Like, the, um, the guy you had uh, last time on your show with the mm-hmm. CM Punk, I wasn't like that. But the mm-hmm. only time I was ever that emotional was when Kofi Kingston won the title WrestleMania. To see Kofi Kingston win the title WrestleMania, it's like, I remember his debut match. You know, like when he first came in and they were doing the vignettes and he was the Jamaican guy and mm-hmm. winning the title. It was one of those, it was like, one of us made it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, yeah, I, I, I feel him. And I can imagine Adam Cole did such wonderful things mm-hmm. in NXT. Exactly. And to see him now here, it's almost like, do we get an unleashed version of Adam Cole? Because, mm-hmm. like, what does that look like? Because he was phenomenal in NXT. Anybody who's seen Adam Cole in New Japan and in ROH is going to get the same feel that they have now with Adam Cole in AEW. And I can't wait to see what he's going to do tonight or what he's going to say because he is – he is one of the best guys on the microphone. He can go. Oh, he's yeah. going to entertain you. You know, um, so I, I can't wait to see what he's going to bring to the table. Even Tyson says, he says, with the tears in my eye, this was the greatest moment of my life. And I have to say, like, yeah, I was, Tyson, I was that guy where I'm sitting there and I'm just like, oh, my God. And then I even, like, talking to my wife about it later on when I came home and I was telling her about it, like, I was like, like a little kid. On Christmas, like showing off my gifts, like oh my god, you gotta, da, 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 you know, and it, it was it was great, um, you know, even and and I have to agree with Ashley when she says like you know Adam Cole was awesome in WWE, and um, you know I'm gonna miss him, I'm gonna miss him too because he had some phenomenal matches in NXT, and I was really hoping to see what he could do in the main roster on like say Raw or SmackDown, um, you know, against like a Sami Zayn. A Roman Reigns um, against the Miz, the Ricochet. I mean, we've seen, obviously, we've seen him and Ricochet go at it in NXT, 
But um, but yeah, I just wanted to see what he was gonna do on the main roster and how well um like that WWE universe was going to um you know show him that that love. But no, I mean things happen. Uh, we get to still see him wrestle, so can't complain on that one. It almost seems like he lucked out because if if anything, NXT is the closest he's gonna get to WWE being like an independent. Mm-hmm. Level type wrestling, so he thrived in that, and um, he he did his thing in NXT. But I was I'm almost scared to imagine how he would have been in the main roster. Yeah, they would have watered him down a lot. He's not AJ Styles level, you know what I'm saying? Because AJ mm-hmm. Styles skipped NXT, and he had no choice but to be a main guy in the WWE. You right. know what I'm saying? Like how how big he was and his name. And I'm not saying Adam Cole isn't as big as AJ Styles, but. You know, AJ Styles made his mark for many years, and he just he had no choice. I can see them ruining Adam Cole after like a month or two. He turned him into like a Sami Zayn type back of the pack. Whenever we need somebody, come out and get punched by Logan Paul type shit. Exactly, and that's where that's what's happening now with uh, Kevin Owens. He has that yeah. angle with Logan Paul or Paul, whoever, which one of the Paul brothers at this point? Because I just don't really follow like which one is which and who yeah. wants to come on TV and, and make some type of money off of WWE. But, you know, you look at it with, with, with the angles that they're having Kevin Kevin Owens in, like it's only a matter of time before he ends up leaving too because guess what? His friends are in AEW. So did you hear the, the conspiracy about his tweets and stuff? Oh, when he was doing, he he did the um, the coordinates from Mount Rushmore, which yes. is the thing that he did with the Young Bucks. Yeah. Yeah, and, I mean... And- also, he changes location to almost there. Uh huh. So it, it's it's it, he's he's a smart dude yep. when it comes. I yep. I would have never figured he's that going, out. He's going to keep throwing little Easter egg hints every month leading into January because it's sometime in January where his contract is going to be up, and you know a lot of people are saying that um, he's not going to renew come January. He's just going to end up leaving. So, I don't know. I mean, I definitely will miss Kevin Owens if he leaves uh, WWE and goes on to AEW. But then you can't really miss him too much because then we'll get to see him every Wednesday, Friday, maybe Mondays and Tuesdays as well. Yeah, true. The only bright side for uh, these guys going to AEW besides them being able to reach their full capacity is this would force the WWE to change. Kind of like WCW did with Nitro. Mm -hmm. Now... You would think that that WWE will change a lot, being that a lot of these people are not re-signing and they're kind of wondering, like, you know, what is going to happen to like the rest of their roster. So um, Ashley says, "This is like I have a question. Do you guys acknowledge the Tribal Chief? Of course, we yeah. acknowledge the Tribal Chief Roman Reigns. He's the best thing right now that's going on in WWE. You know, oh, yeah, like." Besides, like for me, maybe a little bit of the Alexa Bliss character, um, Roman Reigns right now is saving WWE. And even with the, yeah, exactly, even the, even when they had John Cena there, you know, what I mean, that proved to me when he was toe to toe with John Cena that he can go, and he was the guy. Oh yeah, and it, it, they need something on Raw. They do. They Raw is so unwatchable right now that it's not even funny. Like me and you spoke the other day, and and I said, "Hey, you was just like, hey, did you watch Raw?" And I said, you know, to be honest with you, I saw the first twenty minutes of it of them talking, and I fell asleep. Yeah. And and normally I would try and keep myself up to to uh, to watch it, and I couldn't. And I was kind of just watched the highlights the next day in the morning, and I was just like, okay, I didn't miss much. Yeah, you don't really miss much on Raw. And even uh, this Monday, I felt like it was just the tag team tournament match for all three hours. Yeah, that's what it was. They just hyped up the, the tag team. And, you know, and what was crazy because, you know, you said, like, what is it going to take for WWE to, like, you know, actually step up and do something? Is that something was, like, just bugging my mind as far as, like, um, listening to, like, AEW fans and WWE fans. And then I came up and I said, you know what? W, a lot of the WWE fans who are frustrated is right. We're not getting the 
promise that we got back in 2018 from Vince McMahon and everyone else when they said that, you know, they were going to shift the power to the WWE universe, that they were going to give them um, the matches that they wanted. They were going to get the character developments that they wanted. And you're not seeing that now. No more rematches. No. no more commercials during the wrestling matches. I feel like Raw is is 17 minutes of wrestling and two hours and 43 minutes of commercials. Yep. And what's crazy about it is, is I'm, I'm looking at a quote here um, that Vince McMahon said to close out the show, if I could find it here. So he says, so Victor McMahon says, as long as we give you less of what you don't want and more of what you do, WWE will always be then, now, and forever. I don't, I don't see that happening because you're not giving us what we want. You're giving us more of what we don't want. And everybody who we love is leaving. Yeah. You know, you know what it is? Um, I think they're catering towards not the wrestling fan, the WWE fan. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Because there's a difference. You know, like um actually you said she she loves the WWE, she's a super fan. I love mm-hmm. the WWE also. Mm-hmm. You know, and until AEW, I've dipped and dabbed in New Japan and stuff. I wasn't like an avid watcher of them. I knew a little bit here and there from whatever I looked up. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I was always WWE. Even during the Monday Night Wars, I would watch WCW, but I was a WWE guy. Right. You know, and and so when you now when you watch WWE, it's like, yo, this isn't wrestling this isn't what i grew up on with the attitude era or the era or the ruthless aggression era or any of that stuff it changed completely and it's almost like the new fans we have that don't know nothing about wrestling those are the ones we want exactly because they can they can show them a product that they're working on in order to uh to to get what they want you know and unfortunately you know what with wwe is not going to change because throughout the pandemic they made more money than they were making when they had fans in the audience. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So why change it? They're like, hey, you know, yeah, we 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 hear you crying, but we're hey, we're making money. And like I told some a, a fan over the weekend, I said, WWE is not going to change until they start losing money. The minute they start to lose money is the minute they're going to start changing, and they're going to say to themselves like, okay, you know what? Maybe we need to listen to the fans a whole lot more rather than just do what we want type of thing because we're you know we're WWE. But you know what the crazy thing is it's like in my opinion I don't think they get better by listening to the fans. Mm-hmm. I think they get better by listening to their talent. Yeah. You know because like me and you have opinions on what we see with wrestling and it's like you know the the matches don't make sense, the storylines don't make sense. It's like all right, we're going to try to make something that makes sense. But the problem is that people that are writing the stories are not wrestling fans, and they don't—they're not writing for wrestling. They're, exactly. they're writing for a week-to-week basis. So the story this week is: if Xavier would—I mean, if uh, Cedric Alexander beats Jeff Hardy, Jeff Hardy retires. The story next week is: if Jeff Hardy beats Cedric Alexander, he has to wear a dress. Mm-hmm. That's—it's like, hold up, that's not the stories we want. But yep. I'm, the characters know who they are and what they want to grow and express to be. Exactly. So we can, you know, like listen to those people. They know where they're going. They know what they want to mm-hmm. do. We're just telling you what we don't like to see. Exactly. You know, and that—that's that, you know, I hate when they were like, "Oh, look at these smart marks." No smart marks. <laughs> like you're showing me, you don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. So when I tell you what you show me, you can't get mad at that. Exactly. You know, like cool. AEW, it 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 did like have a sign up and they scream with a megaphone. We give a shit about wrestling. Exactly, so and that's a, and they're gonna, con- and they're gonna continue striving. Oh, they're yeah. gonna continue killing it every single week and continue to build every single month. Oh yeah, but um, we're gonna start closing out the show here. I want to just answer a couple of things and just do oh, yeah. some quick little um notations here. So I'm gonna go with Ashley once again. She's been a really big person vocally here this tonight. This is saying something. So <laughs> Ashley, we love you here. Thank you so much for, for stopping by. So she had a question. She said, did I, did you guys ever meet the new day? Uh, they're her number one favorite tag team. So here's a little story. And Ashley's probably going to hit me up later on. And she's going to be like, Oh my God, I need to see more. Um, Cause she is brand new to the channel. Um, yes. So, uh, the New Day is one of my favorite tag teams in WWE. Uh, I did get to meet them at WrestleMania um, Access. 
Um, I actually know the person who designs their gear and makes it. Um, and I own um, pieces of the New Day ring gear, which if you want to, you can go on my page. Uh, you can go on the, the call up podcast page and uh, look through the posts. I posted them there. And don't uh, forget for you did an see. interview with them. Yeah. No, I didn't do no interviews with them. No. Not yet. No, 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 not New Day. The guy who did the... the oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Darren, yeah, Darren. Yeah, I've, I've done interviews. Check that video I've, I've, out also. Yeah, yeah, I've done videos with... Uh, I've done interviews with both people who design and uh, create the New Day uh, gear itself. Are you guys... And then we have another one here from Victor. Answering some questions brother. here. Oh, okay. What's going on, Victor? <laughs> Thank you for stopping by. He says, are you guys worried about the NXT rebrand? You know what? I am worried because I'm kind of wondering exactly what is going to... Like, what are we going to see next week? Because I'm so used to the black and gold brand, you know, uh, I saw like a, a a drawing that they did of the new arena that they, that they had built, and not for nothing, like the front part of it looks a little bit like AEW's, except they just don't have those two um, entrances for like the heels and the faces, you know. So I'm kind of wondering, like, what exactly are they going to do with that? Yeah, I. Just hope it's not one of those. Look, we changed the logo and the entrance. Everything uh-huh. else is the same. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> you come out with a new shirt. All right. So, uh, uh, congratulations <laughs> is definitely in order for Kenny Omega. He made the number one um, best wrestler in the world list for uh, PWI um, top five hundred. And last year he was at number thirteen. John Moxley had taken over the number one spot. Uh, from him before, uh, and this is this is his second time making uh, the number one spot for PWI. You know, PWI for people who don't know, those are one of the like the top pro wrestling illustrators uh, magazines that a lot of people uh, you know they want to be a part of. And to get this honor of being number one is something really big because it shows like people are you know watching and seeing like your dedication and hard work in the wrestling business. That's dope. Congratulations to Kenny Omega. Yes, definitely. And then um, in other news too, um, you know your boy Lay, his uh, his number one favorite superstar, uh, the Miz. Oh yes. Um, he's going to be in. He's going to be a part of Dancing with the Stars, which uh, my wife had told me about because I kind of I do watch Dancing with the Stars here and there, depending on who's who's there. And she had told me she was like, "Hey, did you know the the Miz is going to be a part of Dancing with the Stars?" And then I saw it this morning that it came up saying that he was uh, going to be a part of the new season of uh, Dancing with the Stars, which should be pretty interesting because of the way he, uh, his character is, you know, in the ring. So uh, I like the Miz. No, I like the Miz too. The Miz is very entertaining. I love the Miz and Mrs. You know, um, him and Maurice, they, they know how to entertain a crowd. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But man, listen, like uh Toad, thanks for uh for you know for stopping in and, hey, and, and being a guest with me and, and 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 talking a little bit of wrestling and hearing about my weekend. Uh please plug in all the stuff that people can see you in throughout the whole entire week because you're just like wrestling. Oh yeah. You're you're on every single night. Almost, almost on every single so Tuesday, Thursday. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we the Knucklehead Podcast. We do comic books on Tuesday. Tonight at nine o'clock, we're gonna do a the movie review for Shang Chi. I don't know if you mm-hmm. saw it or not. I have not seen that yet. We're gonna designate a spot for spoilers, just in case if people <laughs> don't want to get spoiled. Don't worry about that. And tomorrow we're gonna do our wrestling podcast, which yeah. I have uh, my boy Matt Awesome. He's a he's an up and coming wrestler in the indie uh-huh. circuits. He's gonna be on tomorrow night, so we're oh. gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah I, know, I know Matt. I actually hit him up a couple of times. He hit me up. I need to get him on the show. I'm still trying to work out some uh, some details because I want him to come on here on a Wednesday to uh, interact with everybody else like Ashley and uh, Victor and Carlos yeah. and everybody else who comes on here and, and says hi and listens to me talk for like an hour. Hey, man, you got a nice voice. You know, you got you sound like <laughs> Isaac Hayes a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't want to say nothing, but it's, it's true. I try, I try, I try, you know, yeah. I try to do that deep voice for like an hour and then it's just like, all right, I gotta, I gotta stop. Nah, hey, then you got your, like your, your cup of honey that you do to soothe the throat. Ex- exactly. 
<laughs> get the halls and shit. I hate you. <laughs> oh man, guys, thank you for checking out uh, another edition of the Call Up Podcast. Please, by all means, if you are a wrestling uh, figure collector, um, hit up Ringside Collectibles. Use the promo code the Call Up to save ten percent. Um, if you are in the line for energy drinks, uh, Ray's Energy Drinks is like one of the number one energy drinks that you could possibly think of. They come in uh, all delicious flavors. Uh, use the code word run in 10 to save uh, 10% off on that one as well. Um, what else do I need to plug in? Check me out over at the Fake Cave over on uh, Facebook, which a lot of people are probably watching this now. Uh, Tyson is still in the building checking out. He said he had a great time. Tyson, thank you so much. He's been a, a loyal uh, listener since day one. He always reposts like uh, every single episode that I've done. Nice. Um, if it wasn't for people like him and you and everybody else like supporting me, I wouldn't, you know, get to the levels that I I'm reaching now. Um, for people who don't know, I made the uh, top 90 uh, wrestling podcast list. Uh, I continue to climb on that. When I first started off, I was number 18. Then I went to 15, and now I'm currently sitting at number 13. Ooh. It's only a matter of time before I reach top 10, and I'm gonna get there. Um. <laughs> More interviews to come as the weeks go on, but we're going to continue to keep doing these um, these live streams every Wednesday at 7 o'clock. Uh, guys, until next time, take care. Peace.